Keys with We Are Here on a Thursday afternoon, and it's uh, time for Between Two Friends, which I usually do with Aspasia Karas, uh, me being Mabale Moloi. <laughs> um, but Aspasia is somewhere in the world because she is such a jet setter. She's such a fabulous person. She really is, and she lives the kind of life that you sometimes read about in magazines, yeah. you know, when you're reading stories about celebrities. Mm. So, wait. Can I hear you? I don't think you can. Okay, hang on. Can I hear you now? Hello? Hello? Hello. Um, can you hear yourself? No. Can you hear me now? Sia is running in to come and do something because I don't know what I did wrong. Perhaps. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, Aspasia is not here. She's somewhere in the world. I honestly cannot remember where in the world she is, but I've got Warda Hartley joining me this afternoon. We're going to have a nice little chat about the modern day woman and what it means to be the modern day woman um but before that i mean what are you you basically part of the cliff central family at this at this point you do you're part of the ladies round table for yes, example we get pretty out of hand yes you do um <laughs> so <laughs> to say the least yeah so um you know I, I thought it would be nice to just catch up with you because you know people are coming back into work and getting back into the groove of things in terms of, you know, being productive again and after a holiday, blah, blah, blah. So um, how did you spend your your December? What did you get up to? Did you get arrested? I did not get arrested this time. This I, time. I averted a, a 500 rand speeding fine yesterday, though. Okay, so how did you do that? Dare I ask? I was very, very friendly. Okay, that sounds bad. I was I was very polite. <laughs> yeah. With the with the JMPD cop. Right. I greeted him and I smiled and it's it's a good thing I was just I just came off air so my hair was perfect, my makeup was perfect. And I was like, "Hello, officer." Okay, so you just come off from TV. Yes. And you were looking the part. You're looking I was great. Looking yeah. the part. And yeah, I just flashed my 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 media card and I said, "Oh, I'm rushing to a story." Oh my goodness. And bad, bad, bad. Yeah. I got out of it and yeah. But over the over the December holidays I was in Cape Town. But it really was on. I was on um, <laughs> Clifton. <laughs> Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Central. <laughs> I was on Clifton Second, sharing the beach with the rest of Joburg. Yeah, this I saw is... my entire area. Like oh. I live in Morningside. I saw my entire network of people that I know. The entire Tasha's Morningside community yeah. was on Clifton Second. So it was basically like being in Joburg, but with a better view. Yes. Okay. Basically, that's okay. what it was. Yeah. Mm. Because everybody from Joburg ends up on the coast, which is why, you know, people who live in the coast hate us so much. Well, part of the reason. Yes, exactly. Like my family um, and friends said, oh, no, 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 you go to the beach. We go to the beach when you guys leave. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. All right. So you spent some time in Cape Town. Um, yeah. And what did you what did you get up to over New Year's, that whole thing? I went to a private party um, at Lin- in Lindadno, like a house party thing. So it was really nice. I mean, when you say private, is it one of those very difficult to get into parties because, you know, you need to be a somebody 
kind of party. No, no, that I think would have been the Kersner's party, which was in Hart Bay, which I didn't get the nod for. <laughs> didn't crack the nod. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it maybe for next year. <laughs> Somehow I got to get in there, girl. You've got to move up I on this ladder. I got to get in there. Because yeah. everyone was like, oh, I'm never going to the Kersner's party, you know? And I was like, oh, I don't know the Kersner's. So that was the party to get into. So I went to, um, was actually, um, Ryan Hignett. It was somebody he was staying with. Um, you know, sidekick to Sashi Naidu. You know, the blonde white guy that's always with him every picture. Okay. Her well, husband, I did not, I did not know his name. Yeah. Her guy's been basically, so he was staying with a friend. We had Sashi come in, um, I think it was on Tuesday morning. Mm, onto, yeah. onto the, the morning show with Gareth. So it was, um, it was actually Ryan's friend and Ryan knew we were down and we were just chatting and then he said we, they're having a party and yeah. So and we you went. just kind of ended up there. Yeah. And it no, was that's great. great. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, my Christmas was really special because what we do in my family is we take turns hosting Christmas because we're such a big family and we're spread all over the place. Some of us are in the free state. Most of us are in Joburg and, you know, we're kind of all mm. over the place. Last year, we did Christmas in the free state at my parents' house in Guadqua. This year, we moved it to Johannesburg at one of my aunt's houses in the East Rand. Mm -hmm. But what ended up happening was Christmas was spread over a four-day period. Nice. Because we did Christmas at my aunt's house. And then on Boxing Day, we ended up at my uncle's house. So the eating continued. Oh, yes. And then the day after that, we ended up at our grandmother's house. So the eating continued even nice. more. I love it. So, yeah, that was Christmas for me. It was extended over a number of days. Is and it was wrong with that? No, 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 no. I mean, in that moment, it didn't feel like there was anything wrong with it. But, you know, now that I'm being forced to do burpees, three kilograms heavier than what I was the last time I was doing burpees. I can feel now that there was definitely something wrong it's fine, in that strategy. Like either. Yeah, this is true. Burpees mm. don't like anybody. No, and don't. nobody in the world likes burpees. No, exactly. But, um, you know, now we're back and we're getting back into the swing of things. And, um, you know, you're here because Aspasia isn't here. So I thought, hey, let me get one of my girls to come in and hang out with me uh, over the hour. And, you know, just to chat about... The modern day woman, what mm, that means, if yeah. it means anything at all, because, you know, women have been through a bit of a, a transformation, a bit of yeah. a process, you know, from the days of women being oppressed to the whole feminist movement. Yes. And now women are empowered and they're in charge and they get to make their own decisions. It's 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 a lot for us to have gone through. It's actually interesting that you would you would mention this because I was Quite interestingly enough, the last supper I had with um, my in-laws and my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law and my mom, and my mom-in-law, and um, we were sitting having dinner. And I actually, at, at the end of the dinner, I was somewhat, I would say, ambushed and sort of I felt attacked by, your... by, this, by this group of people okay. who were now suddenly forcing me and kind of like berating me for not having kids yet. Mm. And, you know, it gets started, you know, like it's started becoming sort of a problem now that I don't have kids. Like, who do I think I am that I don't want kids? Like, it was actually my father-in-law eventually because, okay, let me say, they started, it always starts out very subtly and as a joke, like, so when are you going to have kids? You know, because yeah. my other sister-in-law just gave birth that week and my cousin gave birth that week, just surprise births. And so it was in the air. Everyone was having babies. So obviously then they look at the, per the one person <laughs> who doesn't have kids. Right. So when are you going to have What's kids? your problem? <laughs> yes. And so now there's this, um, I don't know, this old wives tale, um, within the Muslim community where when you're struggling to have a baby, 
you go to you go to the Middle East, you go to the holy country, and you plant a date. Okay, which is such a it's like a it's like an old bullshit wives' tale thing. There's no real, you know belief for any kind of real right yeah there's no truth to it there's no scientific evidence to back it up in any way how does planting a date make you pregnant it has no basis on anything but you do find a lot of these quote-unquote old wives tales in a lot of different cultures exactly but that's what i'm saying so it started out like that and they were like yeah i think we should plant a date for you in other words you know, maybe after seven years, you haven't had any kids. Are you barren? Like, are you barren? Are mm. you struggling? Mm. So I said, well, I don't know why you need to plant a date for me because I've never tried to have kids. So I don't know whether it's going to be hard or not. Oh, so so you don't want to try. So you don't want to try. So I said, no, I'm not going to. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that I'm not ready. I, yeah. I, I, I don't have time for that right now. I don't have time for kids. Mm. And that was the most offensive thing that I could have said to them. Yeah. Because my father-in-law was so offended by me saying that I don't have time for kids right now. Yeah. And to older people, when a woman, a modern-day woman says, I don't have time for kids right now, or, you know, I don't see kids in my near future or ever, it's like, oh, how dare you say that? I mean, a colleague of mine yesterday at work said to me, any woman who says she doesn't want to have kids, I don't even want to talk to her. I I said, why? You just, you make the child and you walk off. The woman has to carry the child. Her body's never the same. Her vagina's never the same. <laughs> Don't even was, get me started yeah, on on, mean, a, on how much damage gets done to the body and the vagina. Yeah, you have to ask the doctor to give you extra a few, t- few extra stitches I just mean, to make your husband happy. Thank goodness for C sections because yeah. really, <laughs> C sections were invented to save the vagina. Exactly. So I mean, your vagina goes through that. Your body, the hormonal changes, yeah. your weight gain. Yes, yes. I mean, we're not all lucky to not put on weight. I mean. Yanez for Marin's wife. I know her, Juliana. Five months later, I saw on the beach now Clifton. She had a better body than me. Oh, I mean, gosh. come on. I mean, we're not all genetically gifted exactly. in that way. Exactly. Right? I mean, we're all not genetically gifted. I know I'm going to balloon. I know it. Okay, but let me just let me just get back to your your parents' reaction because yes. this is typical of the older generation. You yeah, know, grand grandparents, woman. our parents. This is a typical reaction for them because, you know, during their day, um, women didn't have all these options that we do, right? Yeah. Our mothers, they knew that there were like a list of things that they needed to get done. Um, but with us these days, it's no longer a case of, oh, well, these are the things that are expected of me. It's more a case of, oh, this is what I'd like to do. And then mm-hmm. if you don't feel like doing that, now I'm bored with this. Oh, how about this rather? Yes. Let me try that. You know, let me, let me take a job. And- let and me take also, a job in Paris for, for two yeah. years. These are, these are, these are not the kind of options that our parents or our grandparents had. And also you can have kids a lot later in life because that's also what he said. He said, Oh, soon you're going to be too old to have kids. And I didn't want to engage him and say like, do you know there are people in their forties having kids now? Because 40 now is not 40 when they were 40. Mm. Like 40 then was like, you're old. You looked old. You acted old and. Where's 40 now? Oh my God. I mean, look at Jennifer Lopez. Look at Jennifer Lopez. She's like what? 45? Alyssa Milano was 40 odd. I think. Yeah. And she did GQ. She did a shoot for GQ. She looked hot. Yeah. Hot, hot, hot. And I mean, it's, it's crazy. And even you say that all our older generation picks on, you know, us modern day women who put our careers first and our other things first. But. The minute other women, a lot of other women have kids are, when they are age and they have kids, suddenly they join that team. And then they suddenly look at you going, oh, you don't want to have kids? 
But you, don't you find that a lot of the criticism and the backlash comes from other women mm. more than it comes from men? I mean, if you, you know, if you enter into a relationship with a man and then you end up marrying this guy and the two of you talk it out and, you know, you explain to him that, listen, I don't want to have children right now and that's an issue for him. That's fine. I mean, this is something that he needs to know because he entered into this commitment with you and the two of you need to sort it out. But I find that a lot of the judgment, especially it's judgment, mm. it comes from other women. Yeah. They almost, they almost look at you as if to say, but you are failing. In your duties as a woman, because this is what is expected of you. You're expected to bear children. And if you don't, or if you don't want to, if you choose not to, then there's something, there must be something wrong with you. I mean, I have a friend who doesn't, who's not too sure she wants to have kids because she said to me, look, I just don't feel I love kids. You know, I have time for them. I'll, I'll play with them. I'm, you know, it's not that I don't like them. It's just that I don't feel like I want to have kids. And also, she's big into animal adoptions, and she feels like that about kids as well. There are so many kids that don't have moms and dads. I would rather go to an orphanage and adopt some kids and give some kids that already exist in the world a better future. And that makes sense to me. Mm. might not be what I want, but I respect that. But is the question then that it makes you less of a woman if you are not fulfilling these so-called duties that are expected of you. I think certain people think that, but I mean, if you look at a woman who's had a double mastectomy, just because she doesn't have breasts anymore, yeah. does that make her less of a woman? No, no. definitely not. You know? Yeah. So. And I suppose the same could be said for marriage as well, because, you know, nowadays you also get you also get these women that feel, actually, I don't need to get married. If mm. I never got married, I would be okay with that. Yeah. I would be fine. My life would be completely full, you know. And again, it's this judgment of, oh, you know, you're going to be a, a spinster. You're going to be, you know, you're going to be one mm. of those women. And it's so funny that it's, it's a pity Aspasia wasn't here, but I remember reading an article in Marie Claire um, about all these mistresses and they're perfectly happy being mistresses. They say they have all the perks of being a, a, a wife. Yes, a yes. But they don't have all the, 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 the sort of the, the duties. The of duties, a wife. the job. This Washing is. Washing his clothes. Feeding, you know, him, feeding him. Taking care of the children. When he has man flu. You have to be there. Yeah. And taking care of the children. And you have to be crap. his shoulder to cry on when he's going through a, diff- a difficult time. Hmm. No, she just enjoys all the perks. Yeah. She's but, just there for sparkle. But you know what? We, gosh, when they put it that way, that does kind of sound a lot easier than being, than being a wife. I mean, mm. yes, at the end of the day, you know, you, you still, you know, you still need to decide what's best for yourself. Mm. Are you, you know, are you going to be happy being a mistress for the rest of your life? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, I think a woman should have the right to decide how she wants to live a life just like a man does. Yeah. I mean, you know, if a man decides to get married at 60 to a 25-year-old, <laughs> that's, you know, people will frown on it for a second. But then again, they'll after that, they'll lord him and go, my God. How did you get be, that right? Yeah, you know, you've got yourself a young, hot wife. Yes. Meanwhile, if a six-year-old woman got married again to somebody who's younger, it would be more, I mean, it would be less. Oh, she's such a cougar. Oh, she's this so. Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly that. Yeah. It would be seen as more gross than, you know, than in the man's situation mm. where they're like, high five. How did you get that right? Exactly. Good for you. Player, player. Um, 0861-555-189 if you'd like to join in on the conversation or you can um, message us straight to WeChat to Cliff Central, uh, cliffcentral.com. 
or you can tweet tweet us at cliffcentral.com. Um, I'm joined by Wada Hartley this afternoon, and we're just you know we're just having a nice chat as two gals about uh, about what it means to be a modern woman in 2014, and you know the the different facets that it takes to be a, a, a modern woman, and yeah. whether or not it's easier being well, obviously it's easier being a woman today than it was a hundred years ago. Obviously, I, I think also not just with a baby thing and and procreation, but also in the workplace, I think women have to, and I mean, for me, I'm a sports presenter, so I take shit all the time. Like, you constantly taking crap about it. And I mean, I, are I, you qualified? Do you know what you're talking exactly. about? I'm or are you, the, are you just there to look pretty? Exactly. I get asked that question so often. Like, um, so did they, I, I hope you don't feel offended by this and you know, it's going to be offensive. Yeah. And like, um, did they hire you for the way you look or do you actually know anything about sport? Do you have an interest in sport? Like, why would I then be there if I wasn't? But then know? do these questions come from other women or men or both? Both. Okay. It comes from both yeah. because the, the traditional idea of a men's a male sportscaster is not sporter or you know somebody like that. You know, that typical man. Yeah, yeah. Um, that is actually such a stupid question to ask because you know if you look at the television industry, if you're a woman in the television industry, it's almost a requirement. And again, this is a double standard thing. It's almost a requirement for you to be good looking. Mm. They don't like. Putting unattractive women on television. Yeah. So if you're a woman and you're on television, chances are you are good looking to begin with. So for them to ask you that question, did they hire you for your looks or did they hire you because you're qualified? That's, that's an unnecessary question. I would even go as far as to say it's even a requirement if you work at a radio station. I mean, I know radio stations I worked at in Cape Town. Certain DJs were asked, female DJs were asked to lose weight. And the men DJs were hugely obese <laughs> and never asked to lose any weight. Yeah. But the, this female DJ was asked, you know, you could use to lose a couple of pounds. You need to look sexier for, yeah. our, for yeah. our image, our brand. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you're not even seen. You're on radio. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, if you're articulate, funny, you people want to listen to you, who cares what you look like? But even in radio, there's a certain image that goes along with it. And then speaking of other jobs as well, um, in, in the case where you have a woman in a powerful position who is in charge and kind of running things, um, you know, there, there are also these, um, these definitions that are tagged onto this, onto women that you'll never find in the case of the man being in charge. Yes. You know, if you're a female boss, chances are people are calling you a bitch. Yeah. Um, which is something that male bosses never have to deal with, obviously. And also you need to also be you need to be twice as educated as the male one. I mean, I'm sure Maria Ramos can tell us endless stories of her being picked on. I mean, she's one of the most powerful f- female businesswomen in South Africa mm. running ABSA, running Lord alone knows what other companies sitting on boards of I mean, she was head of Transnet at one stage. And, and also running people, because if you're in that top of a position, then you're, you're running people as well. You're in charge of people. There are a lot of exactly. underlings that need to take instructions and direction from you. And I mean, exactly. So if you make a mistake, it's seen as 10 times worse than if a, if a male was in that position and he said the wrong thing. Then it'd be like, oh, you know, he, oh, he probably made a mistake. Oh, he probably didn't sleep right or, you know, like he's tired. But if a woman makes a mistake, then it's like, can you see? She should never have been in that position. Can you see? She was just put there for X, Y, Z. She slipped away to the top. 
But I sometimes hear women complaining about female bosses more than they would about their male bosses. Yeah, and this is, you know, again, this is, this is the, this goes back to this thing, this relationship that we have with each other as women. When mm. We're not supportive of each other. We'd sooner pull you down than help mm. you rise up the ranks, you know, so that you can be successful. Um, when are we going to get over this, this pulling down syndrome as women? Oh, that's the endless question, eh? When are we going to pull each other down? Look, I think if you're conscious about it, like with any bad habit, if you're conscious about you tending to do that, and I mean, even I've been guilty of that, but I'm conscious about it now. So if I do say something negative about somebody, I will always back it up with something positive about that person. So I'll say, yeah, you know, she is full of herself. And I mean, who does she think she is? But you know what? We can't complain. She works hard. You know, she's she's getting out there. She's doing a lot that we we are not getting done. And if we were in a position, we would also be taking as advantage of everything, you know, the opportunities we're getting. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, it's myself and Wadja Hartley. Um, Over the next hour, we'll continue with the conversation. I want us to delve into... Um, the salacious, juicy topic of sex. You know, mm. if you're a woman who loves, loves, loves to have sex, and maybe you love to have sex with a lot of different people, but you know, for some reason, it's not uh, seen as appropriate mm. to be that kind of woman. Uh, so we'll get into that next. Cliffcentral.com. Do it. It's the very sexy Jennifer Lopez with booty on clubcentral.com between two femmes uh, with Warda Hartley because my partner in crime, Aspasia Karras, is out somewhere in the world gallivanting. I can't remember. I can't remember if it's Mauritius or the Bahamas. Yeah, she's always on some. Some ideal destination that most us normal people <laughs> dream about, but she actually gets to make it there. But in the meantime, um, Ward and I have been chatting about uh, the modern day woman and what it means to be the modern day woman and some of the challenges that modern day women face. And, um, you know, uh, 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 an area of interest for me is, um, you know, women who, this, this definition of a promiscuous woman, mm. where there isn't a definition of a promiscuous man, really. It's like, no, he's a man. But if you're a woman enjoying those kinds of benefits, then you you're are a, a promiscuous woman. Yeah, or yes. you're a whore or a slut. You know, I mean, we, we, we're all familiar with these terms. <laughs> um, like, what, what is the problem here? What is the problem? In 2015, we're in 2015. This, I think, will never change. Women will always be held to a different standard. And, and like you say, women are crueler than men mm. on women who are like that. Mm, mm, mm. And I, I just don't think it's, it's one of those things that'll just never change. I think it's, it goes along with having kids. That's also something that's frowned upon. A woman who, is promiscuous or whatever, or enjoys having sex. While she's a mother. Mm. Sorry? 
Well, you, you mean a mother who enjoys having sex. No, no, no. I'm saying earlier on we spoke about women always picking on other women, modern day women who don't want to have kids. Okay. Yeah, I see. I think, I think that whole scenario and the whole scenario with a promiscuous woman, those things will never change. It can be... 2050, we could be bloody hovering through the air on our hovercrafts, you know, living on another planet. Yeah. Women who sleep around will always be known as sluts, and women who don't <laughs> want to have kids will always be known as odd, you know, and not a real woman. And it will always be frowned upon, But then, I think. But then is it a case then of we as women then need to just say, yeah, I'm a slut and what? Remember there was a time when women, when women tried to own the term bitch? Mm. You know, because it was used in a derogatory way and when you were called a bitch it was used to insult you. But then yeah. there was there was like some kind of movement yeah, where women yeah, Yes, where women mm. tried to take the word and to turn it around and to make it you know, to own the word and to say, Okay, so you know, call me a bitch, that's fine. I actually I really don't care. I mm. just I don't care. And I think that that helped in a way. It has, because I mean, I don't think it's that insulting anymore. I suppose maybe if it, it depends on who it comes from and the context and where your mind is at when somebody calls you a bitch. It's I about think. the intention. Mm. But maybe this is then what needs to happen with the, with terms like promiscuous woman or a slut or whore. Is you need to turn around and say, yeah, I enjoy sex and what? I'm a human being. Mm. You know, sex is good. It feels great. Nobody can deny that. What is the problem? I'm, I, yes, I enjoy it. <laughs> what think, is the problem? I think a lot of women, I think there are women that are already doing that. And I think shows like, and this is why the show was so hugely popular, popular was Sex in the City. I think they took that kind of thing. And the, 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 the character of Samantha yeah. was yeah. this woman who was assertive, highly successful in her career. I mean, she was a kick-ass publicist. You know, she could make anyone famous. She was brilliant. Yeah. She was beautiful. She was intelligent, successful, but she was successful. Successful, (laughs) yes. And successful. And she always said she loved sex and she, you know, she was okay with it. And I think that did a lot for women, those characters where they, they unearthed and they aired out a lot of issues and topics that women did really discuss behind closed doors, but they brought it out there. And I think she was very hugely liberating for women who are like that. And she made it, I think a lot of women started feeling okay. Like, yes, I can, I can love, I can love sex. I I can can own it. And I can still be respected. I, I can still respect myself. I can still love myself, but enjoy that like a man does. Have you ever found yourself lying to a group of people, whether it be a group of women, it could be your friends or, you know, a group of men and women, it doesn't matter. But have you ever found yourself lying to a group of people because you were afraid of how you might be judged as a woman? Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you about what, though. I can't remember right now on the spot, but I mean, I know I've probably done it a lot, Mm -hmm. like several times. Um, I think sometimes you just... Some things also are just on a need-to-know basis, and some people just don't need to know. Yeah, this is true. Why Why would they need to know that? Discretion. You know, discretion yes. doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's also the um, the trend that we saw starting, you know, several years ago now, and now it's kind of the norm, the whole Ben 10 phase, uh. which is, <laughs> which is, you know, um, older women enjoying um, the uses of younger men, um, you know, j- just in the same way that that older men can can you know a man they in his sixties like can take ones. on yes the, the young ones the youngins the young men. Um, again, this is you know this is something that that we kind of had to realize as women mm. become okay with it 
and then stand up for it and say, yeah, <laughs> I am a cougar, so what? Yeah, you know, I like to call them little thundercats or young guns. Young what, guys. The, the guys? Yeah, little thundercats, <laughs> little young guns. <laughs> Because they're always like, you know, prowling, in the, especially like in the gym, they're like working out, I know. And, you know, like looking at their biceps and they're, and they know nothing about the world. You and, know? They, and they try so hard. Mm. They try so hard to please. You know what I always find? Women who go for younger guys, if you get to know them a bit better, I find that a lot of them were deeply hurt by previous partners and it's safer to date a younger guy because if you're older, as an older woman, you're always in control. You're, you, you're more experienced. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly how to pull those strings. And they don't even know that their strings are being pulled. So are you saying that they're probably compensating for something? I think some of them are. I think it's, it's a safer option. I mean, if you look at the women who have dated, um, Jay Lowe dated whatever, what was his name? Casper uh, Smart, Smart. Smart. Yeah. Right after getting divorced from Anthony. Mark. Mark Anthony. Yeah. And I mean, she obviously went through some tumultuous relationship. He was her age. He was, you know, sort of equal to her, maybe a little bit older. And she just needed somebody who was fun, young, that she could kind of, who was kind of predictable. I mean, if somebody's younger than you, they're predictable. You yeah. know what they're going to do. Yes. You know, you know, and you t- they, you're 10 steps ahead, ahead of them. Exactly. So you know so it's you're coming. always in control. Yeah. Yeah. You're always in control. So never again. You would you have this person take advantage of you or hurt you because you will always be ahead. You will always be ten steps ahead. You will always be in control. And you know, at being with a younger guy, a lot of women say it's more fun. It's more fun. So I'm sure that was kind of her journey as well. And you look at women who have dated younger guys. Other examples. It's always like a case of you know, so that I can protect myself, so that I'm in control, so that you know this guy's not gonna. Run rampage with my heart, right? But uh, you know, I suppose it's okay. Also, if it's just if it's just a phase. Mm. I mean, maybe you did get so, get out of something hectic like a divorce or whatever, and then you met this guy and you're thinking, oh well, he you know he could keep me busy for a while mm. while I get over this relationship. Mm. That's okay, right? But a you, friend of you mine, you go through that phase and then maybe nothing comes out of the relationship because there was the understanding that this is fun, it's mm. playful. Nothing, nothing serious. But sometimes it does become serious. Yeah. Uh, my friend married her, uh, her boyfriend who's younger than her and they're perfectly happy together. Yeah. Perfectly happy. Their personalities complement one another. Um, I think it just works. It just works. It's genuine. It's true love. It's, you know, their relationship works. So I don't always think it's frivolous or, you know, just for fun. I think sometimes it's, it's love and yeah. It works. If you look at some of the teachings that your mother tried to transfer to you and mm. to your sister, um, I, I know you're not a mother and I'm not a mother either, but if you just look at that relationship that you have with your mother, do you think that there are a lot of changes that need to be made in terms of how mothers talk to their daughters when they're raising them? Because I feel like a lot of these ideas are planted when you're still a young girl and you, you, you know, they, they, the seed is planted in such a way that, you know, you start thinking along those lines as you're growing up and as you're developing into yeah. a, a teenager and then a young woman as well. Do you think that mothers need to take a step back and need to maybe reassess what messages they're giving their daughters, what they're telling them while I, their daughters are still young? I think you're absolutely right. I think it's, you know, it's, it's life coaches would, would call it your structure of interpretation. 
gets developed from a young age. So I might look at a picture and see it and interpret it in a totally different way than you would because your structure of interpretation, where you're coming from, based on your values, how you grew up, you know, how you've, you know, lived your life, you might look at the same picture and go, you know what, this is how I see it, but it's completely different. And like in that book, he's just not that into you. The first thing your mother always tells you, this guy picks on you. You go home, you say, mommy, this guy's picking on me. He's teasing me all the time. And your mom says, oh, but he's doing that because he likes you. Yeah, yeah. And there it gets planted. And that's what you use for the rest of your life. So but when you a guy know, treats you like shit, that's, that's a good he thing. He actually really likes you. Yeah. When, no, it's not true. He doesn't really like you. No, it's not supposed to be that way. If he treats you like shit, he doesn't care about you. He doesn't respect you. That's what you should think, but yeah. you don't. I remember the story of, um, I think it was Angelina Jolie. And was it, I think it was her daughter, her her actual biological daughter. Mm, uh, so no, it's, it's a child. Well, it doesn't matter, but mm. Angelina J- Jolie's daughter. And Angelina Jolie took a lot of flack in the press for the fact that her daughter, who at the time was still basically a toddler, was such a tomboy. Oh yeah. She wore a lot of boys' clothes and you know, she was I mean, she didn't look like a like a stereotypical girl with the with the pigtails and the girly, and the girly pink dresses and the pretty accessories. She took a lot of flack for that and her explanation was this is what my daughter wants to wear. This is how she feels that she best expresses, expresses herself, herself right yeah. now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let that play out for as long as it needs to play out. Mm. And I thought that that was so great because it was. You know, we need to move away from this thing where mothers are telling their daughters, you need to look a certain way. Mm. And you also, need to be pretty. Yes. You know, you need to be all dolled up and dressed up like, like this little, like this little thing that can mm. be put on display for men and the rest of the world to look at and say, Ooh, we like, or no, I'll pass. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel forbid, like, yeah. Heaven forbid you go to a baby shower and it's a, uh, for a baby girl and you bring a blue item. Oh, well, Ooh. I mean, then you've just ruined it. Haven't exactly. You? Yeah. Like, didn't you know it was going to be a girl? Yes. Yes. But girls don't just wear pink girls wear blue too yeah you know but even in the shops if you look at it blue outfits are never for girls it's it's always clearly designed that the the motives on there are for boys because blue is for boys and pink is for girls Mm, mm. and that's how it is and i think it's a whole societal thing where that whole traditional boxing in of of you know what a stereotypical girl is what a stereotypical guy is is being perpetuated by the media and by marketing and by everything. But I feel that parents need to take responsibility here as well. Mm. Um, I mean, they're always going to be external influences. You know, you talk about um, society standards and what's trending and, you know, what's in the media. And that stuff is constantly changing. I mean, once upon a time, stick thin was in. Now it's all about curvy. Now it's all about the booty. It's all about big, the ass. Big booty. Exactly. So that kind of external information is always going to be around. But I feel... I feel as though as parents, you know, you need to be able to to survive all of that and say, hey, hang on. I don't, I don't think that this is right for me or for my child. I, th- I also think, I mean, and my husband and I talk about it a lot when we see our siblings parenting and certain things we don't agree with. Mm. And then afterwards when we're driving home, whatever, we'll talk about it and we'll go, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily done that or I would have done that differently or, you know, that kind of thing. And I think... Parents now need to be, I think, in, in, our, in our kids' time, I mean, our parents' time, they would just have kids 
and kind of fumble through parenthood. Like, you know, you stumble through it and you kind of like make it work, make it up as you go along. Yes, yes. And a lot of our parents, and I mean, I still, tr- I firmly believe that about my mom, are not emotionally intelligent. And a lot of the, the things she said to us and a lot of the decisions she made on certain things could have been dealt with a lot better mm-hmm. had she been emotionally intelligent. And dealt with it differently and not taken the, because I said so route. Mm. Explain why that I'm not allowed to do that. Explain the consequences. And sometimes by, by, you know, by sheer luck, she would, you know, decide to take the emotional intelligent route and explain something properly. Like I'll never forget when pink came out, I was like obsessed with pink and I wanted hot pink hair. I was going to cut my hair like that. I was in varsity at the time. And I was like, mom, I'm cutting my hair like that. I'm going to be so, a rebel. Yeah. I'm going to have hot pink hair. Cause I went to a girl's school that was really strict. So we couldn't even dye our hair. Yeah. So when I got to varsity, I was like, yeah, freedom, <laughs> you know? And then my mom said to me, which normally would, so it's so out of character for her. Cause normally she would just go, no, mm. you're not doing that. You know, you're going to look stupid. She, then she just said to me, she said, okay. I have no problem with you dyeing your hair pink. You can do it. It's no problem. But just think, you want to get a job at a news station. Mm. Do you think they would hire you with hot pink hair? Mm. Good and p- that's all she said. That's all she said. Good point well made, though. And you know what? I didn't dye my hair pink. I yeah. still want to. I still am dying to do it. <laughs> well, you can't, You know what? You couldn't do it now anyway and because you're on TV. On. You're, in your new, you're on a news channel. Yes, and even pink's moved on yeah, from pink. Exactly. So, you know, it's kind of the moments pass. But... Just by using sort of a little bit more emotional intelligence and, you know, co- sort of giving consequences of a certain decision rather than because I said so and that finger wagging, which is often the, what goes with our parents' generation. Um, I think now parents need to be more, they really need to be on their game because there's a lot more involved. There's cell phones now, there's social media, there's internet, there's social media predators, there's predators aren't just waiting outside the school you know, ready to give your kids sweets. No. They're on the internet offering your kids proverbial sweets. And they're posing as other kids. Exactly. So it's even more dangerous. Exactly. So, and bullying also. Like, I mean, I was telling my husband last night, I watched Carrie, which is basically about bullying. You know, the Stephen King classic, the remake, you know, the girl, pig's blood. Yes. She goes to the, she goes nuts. She's got telekinesis and she just, Right, right, right. And I said that's essentially just a story about bullying. And I said if we have kids one day and our kids are even associated with a group of people, we get called to school with them being accused of bullying. That child is going to be in so much shit with me (laughs) because it's not right. You don't pick on another person. Bullying, I cannot handle it. Like I was bullied and it's just, you know, it's. It's something that I will not tolerate yeah. and it's something that I will take seriously, which back in our ch- uh, parents' day, it was just kind of like, hey, don't just, do that. It was yeah. like a little thing. Yeah. And you know, if, if you were bullied, it was kind of like, ah, tough enough, you know, shake it off. It'll, it'll yes, where's bullying? Get over the, it. It will get better. Bullying for the bully and bullying for the person being bullied has become a lot more serious because now she does. they might not have telekinesis, but you know what they're going to do? They're going to come to school with a gun and shoot everyone. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, you know? you, but you know what? I said it right at the beginning of the show and, you know, because we've run out of time now and this, this, this will be a good place, um, to wrap it up because my boyfriend is always making fun of me and he's like, Oh, you're such a feminist. And you know, Oh, you always have some cause that you want to debate about or a topic that you want to challenge or, you know, he's always making fun of me being a feminist. And I said to him, but you know, you know, you don't understand 
the journey that it's taken for women because for men it's always been the same for you yeah since day one you've always been the people in charge you've always gotten the more money you've always gotten the better job positions you've always had it easy you know like you've always gotten away with treating women badly blah 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 it's always been the same for you but for us it's been such a journey Mm. you know we started out being oppressed then people started movements and they started speaking out about this oppression. Mm. And then we went through that whole phase of feminism. Yeah. And now we're in a position where, you know, you are in charge and you're getting to make your own decisions and it's a new field and it's a new thing. Of course, um, of course we're going to talk about this a lot because yes. it's been, it's been a much more difficult journey for us. And I think this is exactly the point is these conversations need to carry on. Because you know what? Aluta continue. The struggle <laughs> continues. This for is us. It. It's been continuing. This is it. Thank you very much, Warda Hartley, for joining me this afternoon. You're very welcome. You can also catch Warda on the ladies round table with yeah. Aria Kelman. Yeah. It's a lot naughtier on a Tuesday from 5.30 to 6. It's a lot naughtier. Yeah. Have have you guys had like whips and chains as part of the the ladies round table yet? No, we have I mean, are we talking that kind of naughty? We're talking that kind of naughty. Mm-hmm. We had a whole show about um porn and all the different kinds of porn you get out there and whether women are into porn or not. Yeah. And what we found is at least with us, we weren't really into <laughs> porn. But there are women that are into porn and there's lots of porn out there yeah. to choose from. Like it's not just you know, girl on girl, boy girl groups, menage a trois. There is oh, a whole this, array. Listen, listen a- to the podcast because actually Aria went through everything because <laughs> he had um, Pornhub.com on saved, like he's one of his favorites. So he just he was very comfortable on the website. There is a lot of kinky stuff out yeah. there, ladies. Uh, but thanks for joining me today, Warja. And then next week Thursday, Aspasia Karas will be back. So catch us again for another edition of Between Two Fames right here on Cliff Central.